and welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Tim McKnight. And tell us show we're talking about how accurate are the bank's house price predictions. Now, we recently released a mashup of all the bank's predictions for 2024 on Instagram. And one of you asked, hey, it'd be good to see a graph showing all the experts' predictions for the past 25 years. See who is actually the most accurate. Now, I haven't got 25 years, but I've dug through the data and today we're going to reveal who has the most and least accurate crystal ball. Now, Andrew, just remind us, what are the latest house price predictions for 2024 from the main banks? So all for a 12-month forecast, Westpac an 8% increase, ASB think 7.3%, BNZ 6.7%, the Reserve Bank 52 ANZ 4%, Kiwi Bank 4%, and Treasury 2%. So the median is 5.2%, the average is 5.3%. Now, since we last released the numbers, Treasury now thinks that prices will go up by 2%, whereas previously it was only 0.6%. And ANZ now thinks 4% increase rather than the 5.8% they previously did. So let's see which bank was actually the most accurate. We're going to start with the ANZ and we're only going to look at ANZ, ASB and the Reserve Bank because those are the only banks that release really, really good archives of their previous forecasts. And actually, they're pretty inaccurate all up. If we look at ANZ, there was one point, Andrew, in March 2020, they said, oh, over the next 12 months, house price is going to go down 13.3%. How much did they actually go up? 24%. Outrageous. Such a wide margin of error. Well, it was about a 37 percentage point difference. Now, they can somewhat be forgiven for that because they released that forecast during the COVID lockdowns where everybody thought house prices were going to go down. But even if we look a little bit later, in December 2020, we were in the thick of the house price boom. They said that house prices would go up only 7.7% over the next year. They actually went up over 22%. So again, a massive, about 15 percentage point difference between what ANZ thought was going to happen and what actually ended up happening in practice. Now, were ANZ overly conservative or were all of the predictions kind of a bit more normal and then we just had these extremes? Well, let's take a little look at the Reserve Bank. You've got the graph in front of you, Andrew. Just explain it to us. How do the Reserve Bank's predictions compare to what actually happened? Yeah, they're miles off. So so they expected kind of increases between, you know, 2 and 5%. We actually got 30%. Yeah, and what's really interesting is we're specifically looking at 12 months out, right? So if you look at the Reserve Bank's prediction about what would happen six months into the future, they were pretty accurate most of the time. What's interesting is they kept predicting, oh, we're going to have massive house price growth over the next six months. Oh, but in 12 months, it's going to be back to normal. But that is not what ended up happening. I'll give you another example where prices have gone the other way. At the very peak of the market in December 2021, the Reserve Bank said, oh, do you know what? House prices, they'll be an extra 5.6%. They'll go up 5.6% over the next 12 months. They actually fell 11.2%. So again, they were well over 15, almost 16 percentage points off when we compare their forecast compared to the reality. So if you ask me, generally speaking, how accurate are these forecasts, it looks like they're well and truly off. And in fact, if we look at the average of, well, ballpark, how often are they off? How much are they off by? Over the last four years, ANZ was at least 5.6 percentage points off, right? ASB was about almost 6% off half the time. And the Reserve Bank was the worst offender (laughs) half the time. They were at least 8 percentage points off. Now, 
if you put that into context, if the Reserve Bank said, we're not going to see any house price growth, it's going to be 0%. Well, if they are at least 8% off half the time, well, it could be 8% up or it could be 8% down. It's a massive, massive margin that's completely wrong. And in fact, I'm about to do a YouTube video where I'm going to pit ANZ, ASB and the Reserve Bank's economists against a random number generator to see how often they beat my random number generator. You've had too much time on holiday, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought it'd be quite good if, I, quite if I could get my random number generator to beat Adrian Orr and his team at the Reserve Bank <laughs> of 510 people. And if you're listening, Adrian, send your complaints direct to me. Adrian Orr's not listening to us, mate. And look, some of this can be put down to COVID, right? Because... Back when we had the first COVID lockdown, we thought house prices would go down. They ended up going up. But even after those initial lockdowns, we still see that the 12-month predictions are often quite wrong. Now, Andrew, apply those margins of error then to what the banks are currently predicting. Okay, so ANZ's current prediction is 4%. So their average margin of error is 56 so that means that the suggested house price could be anywhere from a decrease of 1.6 to an increase of 9.6. Oh, so what you're saying is, hey, they're saying 4%, but look, if half the time they're off by 5.6%, there's a massive range that could sit within. What about ASB? ASB's current prediction is 7.3. Their margin of error is, again, quite similar, 5.8. So their suggested outcome could be anywhere from an increase of 1.5% to a massive 14.1%. Yeah, it does start to make you think, God, these are often way off. What about the Reserve Bank? Reserve Bank's current prediction, 5.2. Remember, their average margin of error is 8%. So that suggests that house prices could change anywhere from a decrease of 2.8% up to an increase of 13.2%. Massive, like wild, isn't it? God, I think my random number generator has got to go quite well. You have to go on YouTube to see that one. Now, Andrew, are the banks getting more or less accurate over time? Well, between 2017 and 2019, they were within 0 to 3% of the actual number. So pretty accurate. But since COVID came along, things are now getting all out of whack. So banks thought property prices were going to go down, and they went up. Then the market took a turn. They thought, well, property prices probably won't fall that much, and they fell a lot. So I guess in recent times, because we've had some volatility from COVID and, and the flow on effects of that, we have seen some major variations. Yeah, and I do think you've got to be sorry for the poor economists because people expect you to be able to perfectly predict the future. And the truth is you can't because the world keeps turning and events happen and things just crop up. You know, And you can say, look, based on the current data, it looks like house prices could be 5% higher in a year's time, but then something comes along, it changes the game, an extreme weather event, a shipping line disruption, some unexpected immigration, some change in government or reserve bank policy, and the numbers all change. But that forecast you released and put out in the media or on your PDF or your property report, that still remains on the internet for people like myself to pick through. And so I don't want you to think, oh, ANZ doesn't know what they're talking about. ASB doesn't know what they're talking about. That's not what we're saying at all. We're more saying at least over the last four years, it is really, really hard to predict what house prices are going to do with any accuracy at all. In fact, it's, it's very difficult to tell what inflation's going to do with any accuracy at all because we've never lived within a pandemic, which we had extremely loose monetary policy where interest rates came down, then inflation skyrocketed, so we're having to chase the other way. We still live in quite volatile times, and so that's the reason why a lot of the economists are really struggling a bit. 
But I still wanted to do this episode because we put out those house price forecasts from the bank and report them and put them out so that you can get a sense of where everybody's heads are at. So, Andrew, if we know those predictions have a good chance of being totally off, at least in today's environment where things are very volatile, what use is it looking at those banks' predictions? I think it's still good to look at them and don't just take one bank's view. Don't look at BNZ's, Westpac's or ANZ's and just think, well, that's gospel. Look at a range of different forecasts and kind of find the middle ground, the wisdom of crowds. So why do you still like looking at the predictions if you know that they're totally off though? I think the big thing for me is I want to know where the bank's head's at, particularly the Reserve Bank, like kind of get a sense of what they're kind of thinking. Again, no one's going to necessarily get this right, but knowing that, okay, BNZ, Westpac and the Reserve Bank all think prices are going to go up 5% or thereabouts this year, maybe there's some sense in that being, potentially there might be some fundamentals to support that. Yeah, I think as well, you've got to make decisions based on the data that, that you've got available today, right? And so if you see property prices going up, if you see that everybody's saying, oh, property prices likely to increase over the next 12 months, that probably gives you a lot of comfort in your decision making, even though you know that nobody can predict the future with 100% accuracy. And so that can still help you form your opinion. I think the other thing is, even if you think about that average that we're talking about, oh, look, the average bank says house prices are going to go up by roughly 5.2%. Well, if that average is correct, all of the banks or most of them are still wrong. So even if house prices go up 5.2%, which is the average forecast, Westpac will be about 2.8% wrong. And Treasury will be about 3.2% wrong. So even if the average is correct, everybody's going to be wrong by quite a number of percentage points anyway. Even though we know each individual bank is going to be wrong over time, when you pull all the forecasts together, it still helps you develop a view, even though you know, oh, that isn't going to be set in stone. And I always say to people, investing with data is never going to lead you to the perfect outcome, but it's going to lead to a better outcome than having no data at all, right? You economists. Right, let's wrap it up there, but please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Really helps us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you're like that person who commented on Instagram, don't think that we don't read them. We absolutely do. Send us a message with what you want us to talk about on the podcast. We are at Opus underscore partners on Instagram. Listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Tim McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. We're going to be back here tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the property market. Until next time, 